Okay, so once again, this is the Talking Michigan Transportation Podcast, and today I'm extremely pleased to have with me Representative Leslie Love of Detroit, who was, uh, I think Lieutenant Governor Gilchrist put it best yesterday, a force of nature in the way that she advocated and so successfully got the legislation through and the governor's signature on a bill that would memorialize part of M10, the Lodge Freeway in Detroit, for Aretha Franklin, certainly one of our state's favorite daughters and a very important figure to to Detroit and, and all of us in Michigan. And um, Representative Love, congratulations again, and thanks for taking time to do this. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure to be here. So let's listen to a little bit of what you had to say at the event. You know, I think this says it in the Bible, there's a reason and a season for all things. And I know us here in Detroit and in Southeast Michigan, we think, you know, it's a highway sign. It's a memorial highway. What's going on here? It is a big deal. Because that's not just a sign, it is a symbol. And it's a reminder every time of the struggle as well as the victory. Is a reminder of our journey and our sister who comes from Memphis but grew up and built legacy right here in the city of Detroit. It's a reminder for everyone who had a dream. It's a reminder for everyone who was in the midst of a struggle that we're not just talking about an artist or, or, or a, a Grammy award winner or the first woman and first black woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And we're not just talking about a woman who's been given honorary degrees from every prestigious, internationally important university on the planet. We're talking about just a down-home girl right here from the D. There were so many moving remarks at the event Monday. The invocation from the Reverend Robert Smith Jr., who's the senior pastor at New Bethel Baptist Church, where he served with Aretha Franklin's father, the late Reverend C.L. Franklin, some some stirring remarks from Lieutenant Governor Gilchrist, U.S. Representative Rashida Tlaib, Miss Franklin's family members, and Governor Whitmer, of course. Let's listen to a little what the Lieutenant Governor and the Governor had to say on Monday. She enabled movements that changed people's lives. She enabled organizations that created and delivered resources for communities in this city and around this state and around this nation. That is the significance that this sign represents to me as somebody from the east side of Detroit who always loves when I can look to people across the country and they always look back and say, man, them people from Detroit, they make things happen. Aretha Franklin represents that perhaps like very few among us ever have. So I am incredibly honored to be here today for the unveiling of the Aretha Franklin Memorial Highway because Aretha Franklin was a trailblazer. She lived a lifetime of service and built a legacy that we've heard so many talk about today. She went on tour with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. at age 16, traveling across the country to fight for civil rights. She was the first African-American woman ever featured on the cover of Time Magazine. She taught generations of women to demand RESPCT. She lived an extraordinary life and never forgot where she came from. Detroit was her home. She started singing at the New Bethel Baptist Church where her father was the pastor. Spent decades of her life in this city. She helped build this city into what it is today. And she once said, I've been around the world, London, Paris, Germany, 
all those wonderful places and there is no place like Detroit, Michigan. And she was right, there is no place like Detroit, Michigan. Her love for the city was reflected in her music, but also in her years of service to this community. The people of Michigan are proud to claim Aretha Franklin. Now, as people from all over the world travel to Detroit, on the Aretha Franklin Memorial Highway, they will be reminded of, of the profound impact that she had on this city and on this state. So talk a little bit about um, why this was so important. And you, you know, in your remarks, you talked about the symbolism of it and how it's important for people to see that and be reminded of it. And, and talk, too, about, about respect, you know, um, Aretha's signature song and why that resonates, I think, now you know, more than ever with what's going on in our country. Right. Um, well, upon the passing of Miss Franklin, you saw the, her funeral uh, may have been historical, too, and in, in, um, its breath and death of the people who showed up and um, the, the time to give everybody the opportunity to acknowledge her and watching that and, and having personally met her um, and realizing that internationally she had been recognized, but even in the city of Detroit had recognized her, but the state of Michigan um, hadn't done anything of substance to recognize the legacy of this tremendous artist activist, um, Detroit homegirl, Ms. Aretha Franklin. And so one of the ways in the state that we can honor um, people is through a memorial highway naming. And so I went forward, it started in 2018, actually, to get the highway named after her, and, and then that sunset on that uh, term, and then I took it back up. It was the first piece of legislation I introduced in 2019 in the 100th legislature, and the first piece that was signed into law. And the respect and the importance of that um, is not only the person as this musical icon, but the story of a woman, a black woman, coming up at the time when she um, was coming of age musically, under the guidance of her father, who was a prominent pastor, Theo Franklin of New Bethel Baptist Church in Detroit. And just at the time of how women were perceived and engaged in their activism and as an artist, and trying to balance that growing up, growing up in that Christian value, with you know you are who you are at this time in the seventies, and and um, and wanting to be engaged and be meaningful and be purposeful, not just put out really great ballots, but be a really great person and a contributor to humanity. And she managed to do that in such a unique Aretha Franklin way that through heartbreak. Um, through the struggle of being black a woman in entertainment business, through the civil rights movement. She was there to lend her voice and her talent and her time and her treasure, and it was just amazing what she was able to accomplish. Very humbly, very meekly did it, but she was, oh, oh she was a diva, though, <laughs> in every sense of the word. Well, I, I think that I knew as this bill proceeded and as you testified and as you, you know, explained it to the media and to your colleagues how important it was, but I hadn't seen nor heard anything like the passion that you exhibited yesterday. I think uh, part of that was just relief at finally getting to that day and 
being able to stand there right alongside the freeway and know that the signs were up. But um, I, I guess expand on that a little, just why this this was so important to you personally. Right. And, and the signs, so this was the culmination of all of the work to see the physical manifestation of the signs. They're up there. They're there now. But also, um, when, you, when you brought up the song Respect in relation to where we are um, at this point in history, where we're having a presidential election and we have a president who's expressed opinions that have been very divisive and destructive and immature. Um, and we also have a situation locally where we have a, pa- not locally, internationally with a pandemic that has killed um, millions of people across the nation, and we're almost up to a million infected people in the United States. Um, And then, uh, if that's not enough, we have this consciousness that's uprising in this Black Lives Matter movement of people um, whose voices, who still feel like they have not been heard, the policies that uh, we've been asking for, uh, the processes, the respect um, that is now being demanded. It's like we asked you nicely once and twice, not a third time, you know, and we're seeing finally a response on a corporate level of that, of people saying, let me let me take a moment to find out and check myself, you know, am I biased? Do I have this implicit bias that I'm not even aware of? Um, am I not being as inclusive as I can be? Um, how can I make sure I expand opportunities so all people um, are contributing and involved and feel like they have an investment in whether it's the business or in the conversation or space on television or on radio, however that manifests itself, that those voices are, are present and, and not in a kind of tokenism kind of way, but how we figure out how to integrate that. And so... Aretha's connection to that is that's a part of her story. When you look at the history, it was in Jet Magazine, there was a, uh, a time when and Angela Davis, who's a very well-known um, activist and engaged in the Black Panther Party, who was trying to, we've been talking about these issues for a long time, and she was jailed and um, on some serious charges. And Ms. Franklin says uh, very publicly in the media, I want to bail her out. I will bail her out. I don't care how much it costs. Um, she's going to be free. But she, you know, she's been fighting for the freedom and rights of black people, and I support that, and I'll do whatever I can. And then there's Aretha, who also lends her voice to uh, uh, Don't Drink and Drive campaigns and, and AARP and, uh, uh, and, and the Go Vote campaign. Like, she is in the civil rights movement. Um, her father, as I said in the speech there, uh, gave that uh, that that speech uh, in in Michigan, in Detroit, before King did the march on Washington. We did that here in Detroit. Her father was uh, leading that, and so she was participating in that civil rights uh, movement as well, where you know she was helping pay uh, make payroll for folks, put gas in the buses that took people to all these different places they were traveling to house people along the way. It's like, hey, you don't have a place to stay, stay at my house. So she contributed and was doing fundraising, uh, giving her her talent to somebody else's event for free, doing those free concerts, anything to help the cause. 
And so beyond her really great songs is this really great um, humanitarian and civil rights uh, activist that we kind of get lost in the songs and not recognizing her advocacy and what she did. And so that sign was more than a sign. It's a symbol of just how significant artists and kind of the underdog, you know, the, uh, the overlooked are and how we all can contribute in, in, in ways that may never get recognized, but they, they, but they matter just as much. So lending her voice to Angela Davis, she never had, had to uh, put up the bail, and, and uh, she was out of town at the time um, when, it, when the situation became available for a bail bond. But uh, her adding her voice to that, alone gave it um, more presence in the atmosphere. So now it's like, what, Aretha, Aretha Franklin said what? And so now everyone is, they're activated. They got to do something. If Aretha's outraged, there must be something to be outraged about. And I think it's really interesting how things come to pass. What we think someone is going to do, they're going to lend us up the money. The money is what we need. And what she needed at that time apparently was the voice that raised the profile of that situation that made um, Angela Davis's situation even more human and relatable to everyone else. Yeah, I think that's because a... now here was this artist getting involved. Yeah, I, th- I think that's just a really good point that um, there's nothing more valuable than your credibility. And you, you've given credibility to this cause, and that's what she did. So... Yesterday's event, um, I mean, was picture perfect. It was it was hot, but it was it was sunny, and uh, we were so fortunate that the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees um, happened to have their building right there um, with all kinds of uh, equipment to help us out. Can I, can I say this? Even that was serendipitous, right? Yeah. So if you've ever worked with Miss Franklin, she was very particular about the environment that she performed in. It was like, turn off all the air. I don't want any fans. It was hot. And at <laughs> one point, I felt like, did someone just turn up the heat out here? I was like, Aretha is present because this is the only way she would want it done. Like, if you're, if you're not sweating from the tips of your hair, you're not doing it right. And then to do it at the Stagehands um, Union, I just thought, wow. Yeah. This is no accident. It's all intentional. It's all in divine order. I just was amazed by that. I, I think you're right. And and for those guys, IETSC Local 38, they were so happy to help out and, and volunteer. They did everything gratis, you know, for the event. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 I want to be sure that they... They get a shout out for the work that they did to make yesterday happen. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, I and guess the MDOT crew too. The MDOT crew was phenomenal. Oh well, they I appreciate really were, that. They were on our planning calls, the execution um, of what they did. I just truly appreciate um, Paul Ajabad and the whole crew over there at MDOT, and I want to say thank you to them too. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Director Ajaba feels very strongly about these things too, and the things that you were talking about, and and the conversations that we need to have in the wake of what's going on in the country and and he's you know making sure that he's he's driving that within the department too so i, I appreciate those comments um is there anything else you want to you want to add about you know aretha and what this means and you know what you think it can it can do going forward yeah i'll just close with this thought um and I said this yesterday at the press conference, and I didn't elaborate like I wanted to, about how something as simple as could work very hard and diligently in the background. This is for you. And Aretha Franklin is shining on you, and she says, and I say, 
R-E-S-P-E-C-T, all the way. Well, that's well said. Thank you again, Representative Love, for taking time to do this. And we're going to close the podcast with Aretha's granddaughters, Victory and Grace, and their soaring rendition of Lift Every Voice and Sing. I can't imagine what it's like to walk up and sing a cappella with a highway roaring in the background and, you know, the heat, as you as you mentioned. But their harmony was just beautiful. So we'll listen to that on the way out. Lift every voice and sing Till earth and heaven ring Ring with the harmonies of liberty Let our rejoicing rise High as the The dark past has brought I sing a song Full of the hope that the present has brought us Facing the rising sun Of our new day begun Let us march on Till victory